Welcome to the Illuminating Lives podcast. I'm your host, Israel Smith, and I'm here to share conversations with you about what it means to illuminate our own lives, to be comfortable in our vulnerability, to truly love and value ourselves, and then to be able to use that to light up our own life and shine that light with the people we love and care about the most. This is going to be messy, it's going to be vulnerable, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Welcome, let's get started. Well, hello there, dear listener, and welcome to another episode. Thanks for being here, and thanks for sharing my podcast around and saying beautiful things about it on social media. I realized after my last episode, no one is coming to save you. I spoke to my wife and got a bit of feedback from her. She said, it's great, but it's really missing the vulnerability in your own story. And I realized after reflecting on it over the weekend, I released the episode, you know, only a few days ago and I'm sort of ahead of schedule with putting out another one, but I really felt like I needed to, to share kind of like a part two. And this one is about no one is coming to save me. And it's really a bit of a transparent share with you about what my own experience is with responsibility and has been and, and with victimhood and, all of the good stuff there. Now, if my voice sounds a little bit thick or a little bit heavy today, again, in transparency, I've been crying. I've been having a very emotional morning. And truth be told, I haven't felt like I've been illuminating my own life today. And so I've been leaning into my Thrive list and I've also been doing my best to simply accept that things are what they are. My emotions are here to teach me and to sort of be a compass or a guidepost. And I think what they're trying to tell me at the moment is that I need to just pause and I need to look inward and I need to be more tuned into possibility because I've been kind of stuck in some negative loops the last few hours. Anyway, so I wanted to dig into this because this directly relates to no one is coming to save me. There's no knight or princess on horse or transport of choice coming to whisk me off into the sunset and make my life unicorns and rainbows and perfect and you know deposit several million dollars into my bank account and make every problem i've ever faced suddenly go away that sort of stuff just doesn't happen and while i stand behind my last episode a hundred percent As I've been reflecting on this, I've really realized that what the world doesn't need is more preachy people talking about or talking at other people, talking about all this stuff that they should be doing without really turning the mirror back on themselves and turning the conversation back around to their own experiences. So I'm making a commitment to you, dear listener, that every time I have something that I think is insightful and that I think is worth sharing. I'm going to do my absolute darndest to make sure that I share a bit about my own experience there, because that's kind of the point, you know, in the intro to this podcast, I talk about how it's all about being messy and being vulnerable. And it's very easy for me. I've discovered to sit on my chair of, I know everything and I have all the answers 
and just talk at you and talk down to you without really coming alongside you and sharing my empathy that the reason I'm talking to you about this is because I've been there. But that's really what I believe needs to be shared with openness, with transparency and with vulnerability. And that's the stuff that really actually in my experience personally makes the biggest difference anyway. So I'm recommitting to that because that's the whole freaking point of having an illuminating life and living an illuminating life is actually being willing to shine light onto the crappy stuff and call it as it is. So for the longest time, I personally have had this experience with responsibility and this, this relationship to it where it felt really heavy. It felt really hard. It felt like something that was an obligation that was not joyful, that was not fun, that was not liberating or uplifting in any way at all. So for all the things I spoke about in the last episode about how, you know, responsibility, being responsible is, is a, a huge uh, gift and a massive freedom. Honestly, that, that revelation has really only come to me in the past six or eight months. My experience through my teen years, I was a really smart academic kid that did great at school and was tall and stood out and was an easy target for bullies. So I got completely punished. I also have the first name Israel, which as you can imagine, going to a Catholic school, I got called all sorts of biblical variations on that, anywhere from Jehovah to Bethlehem to Jerusalem to Isaac to Jacob to who knows. If you've got if you've got any knowledge of Christianity or Bible stories or the history of, of that sort of stuff, man, it was great fun. So I often felt, why me? I felt like a victim to those circumstances. Why did my parents give me this stupid name? Why did they put me in a Catholic school? Why am I so tall? Why am I always teased about how brainy I am? All this sort of stuff, right? And the platitudes and the the help from parents didn't ever seem to take that away. It always felt to me like I was a victim to these circumstances. I think more importantly, I never felt like I had strength or personal power in, in high school. I think there were moments where I exercised that and demonstrated that, but they were very rare and very, um, usually actually they kind of came from expressions of anger or violence rather than a position of standing in my power as a person who has value and worth. And I, I fully intend to explore that whole conversation another time because that's huge and I can, I reckon we can have a great good old chat about that. But that was my experience growing up through school. Um, at uni, I studied IT and I went into an incredible six-figure job literally straight out of university. And, you know, back at the end of 1999, start of 2000, that was a big deal. That was a lot of money back then. I mean, it's still a lot of money, but, but back then it sort of had a different flavor. But I also felt, despite all of the choice and all the freedom and all of the money that I had available, I felt like there were restrictions and there were things that were out of my control and out of my power. And I had this little niggly voice that my life was worth more and that I was meant to be doing something different, but I never acted on it. I never 
took responsibility for that because that felt really hard. It felt like an obligation. It was far more familiar and far more comfortable for me to be victim to my circumstances and just cry poor me. Now, look, whether I did that verbally out loud or whether it was just in the confines of my own head, mostly it was in my own head, but the net result is the same. While ever we're indulging in these, and I do say indulging purposefully, while ever we are indulging in these conversations of poor me, why me, I can't change my circumstances, all this stuff's happening to me, it's completely powerless. We literally are giving all of our power away to externals. My relationship with money has been largely that of being a victim. Um, I've had a very, very interesting relationship with money for most of my life. And I'm only just starting to heal a lot of that now in the last sort of six to 12 months and, and turn those beliefs around or unpick them and, and see them for what they are, which is a made up belief that I can then change and make up a new belief and make up a new story. You know, we've had lots of experiences, my wife and I, since being together in our life of running out of money. Uh, we went almost broke in my photography business. Um, there was a large feeling of victimhood there. Why can't this all just be easier? It's too hard. All that kind of stuff. Uh, we had an experience when we were building our bus to go traveling Australia where we lost roughly the equivalent of about $90,000 in either money that was never returned, you know, that we'd paid in advance for work on the vehicle that never got done or, or materials or equipment that was never purchased or in money that we had to spend to redo work that we'd already paid for because it was crap. And for the longest time, in fact, it was only about three or four months ago that I finally released all of the stories and all the guilt and all of the feelings of shame around that experience because I was the one paying the money to the guy building the bus. And I was the one not standing in my own personal power and saying, hey, I'm paying you this money. I expect this work to be done. I'm not paying you any more money until this work is complete. But, you know, I just kept thinking by throwing money at the problem, the problem would go away. And, and then when shit went sideways and we discovered just the depths of the deception and how much money we'd literally poured into a black hole, I went straight into victim mode. How dare he do that to us? I'm a victim of these circumstances, yada, yada, yada. You know, God, even as a parent, <laughs> I don't know for all the parents out there, how often do you use your child or children's behavior as an excuse to be a victim. I'm blaming their behavior. Their behavior is why I chose to react. I'm not responsible for my own feelings and emotions. I'm not really being the adult in this conversation. I'm yelling at them because they didn't do what they were told, blah, blah, blah. Man, I've done that so often. I've literally let myself be as a victim and powerless to the behavior of my kids. Even when they're really young, like that's when I look back, I'm like, thinking, you've got to be joking. Like they're two years old and I'm giving all of my power away instead of actually going, right, I'm the parent, I'm the mature, emotional, ration, emotionally sort of uh, level, rational person. My child is having a tantrum because they don't know how, any other way to express himself. 
and I'm going to choose to respond in a responsible manner. But instead what we tend to do, if we get really triggered or if we get stuck in our ego or our, our small self and, and operate out of a victim mentality instead of being responsible, what we choose to do is let ourselves react and let ourselves be powerless and let our day be ruined by the whim and the tantrum of an underdeveloped two-year-old child who literally has no filter and no ability to rationalize and process their own emotions. And when I say this out loud to myself, I can look back and go, my God, that was a stupid range of behaviors that I exhibited as a result of that. And I'm sure you may well have a similar feeling listening to this, but... And honestly, the number of times I've felt like a victim to my own job or my own work or my own circumstances, it's just not even funny. Even this morning, one of the reasons I've been very emotional is because the house that we are living in is amazing and I really, really want to be able to buy it. My wife and I have had this conversation a number of times. We love it to pieces. We would gladly see ourselves living here for a very long time and we would love to buy this house. And we've been working towards that for some time. And then just lately, I've been noticing the narrative in my own head has felt like that is less and less possible and more and more out of reach. And it really hit me this morning that one of the reasons for that is because in Australia, the economy is going in really weird directions. The property market is going absolutely psycho because um, interest rates are at like historic lows and money is very, very cheap to borrow and lend. And as a result, the property market is hotting up and going crazy. So the narrative in my head has been one of victimhood. Oh, this is not fair. Why doesn't the government change policy? It's making home ownership out of reach for the average Australian. And look, a lot of that is true, but none of that actually gives me personal power. None of that actually puts me in a responsible position of what actions can I take? How can I choose to respond to this set of circumstances? So I think, you know, largely this has been a bit of an outpouring for you, for your benefit, but also for mine, of all of the ways in which I have historically seen now that I've been acting like a victim and not being responsible for the events of my own life. <laughs> but it reminds me, as I say this to you, it reminds me of that scene in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm hopeful that you've seen that film. And if you haven't, please, please do yourself a favor. It is such, such an amazing story. And not for the Matthew Broderick, Ferris Bueller comedic kind of reasons. But the character of Cameron Fry and his experience of life really typifies the experience of a victim. Everything happens to him. Everything happens to him. He is the ultimate victim at the start of the film and through the majority of the film. And the pivotal climactic moment in that film where he kicks the shit out of his dad's prized Ferrari car and literally destroys it and then after that claims ownership of those actions and says no i'm going to take a stand i'm going to take a stand i'm not going to sit by and watch as the events of my life unfold and happen to me it's 
it's bringing up emotion for me as I talk about this and you can probably hear that in my voice, but the power in that statement, I am not going to sit by and watch as the events of my life unfold and happen to me. I'm going to take a stand. In that scene, he really, really gets what it means to go, it's my life. I get to choose how it goes. I'm worth choosing how it goes. And I'm going to take a stand for my life. I don't think there's a better example that's more accessible and that's more effective at showing what it means to take responsibility for your life. And this has come up for me as I've been talking through this with you that that what I needed to share with you, I most needed to share with myself, which is that my whole life is a canvas upon which I am the one holding the paintbrush. I am the one making the marks on the canvas. I'm the one shaping and crafting and painting the picture of the story of my life. And I get to say how it goes. And so this is, this is the bit where I really, I guess, invite you to stand with me. No one is coming to save you, but also no one is coming to save me. And in sharing this with you, this is real mask off kind of stuff. This is really me just saying, hey, here it is. Let's walk together on this path. Keep joining me for these podcast episodes. Keep writing me or messaging me about what you love, what you want to hear more of. But please join me in taking responsibility for your life as I take full responsibility for mine. And be aware that this is not a one and done kind of experience. I've said this in the past in other forums. We can't expect that if we go to the gym once and do one workout, suddenly we're fit and healthy for life. I wish that was the case because I really don't like going to the gym. (laughs) But it's not the case. It's an ongoing work in progress. To strengthen any muscle, we need to continually work it. We need to continually stretch it and test it and use it. And being responsible has historically for me felt very uncomfortable, very heavy, very foreign. And yet that's exactly the muscle that I need to build to create my own illuminating life. And it's the muscle you need to build and strengthen to be responsible, to be the cause, to be the person creating your own illuminating life. It's up to you. And that muscle is one that you need to choose to build every day. And every moment of every day, because there's all sorts of tests, there's challenges, there's stuff that happens, there's circumstances, and there's plenty, plenty of opportunities for us to fall into the trap of being victims in our own life. God, mass marketing is so eager to share with us that it's okay. 
you're the victim of external circumstances. And if you buy this product, it will fix those external circumstances for you and you'll feel happy and loved and worthy again. You'll feel joy again when you spend your money on this product. But really, what actually brings lasting peace, joy, happiness is being responsible for our own life, transcending our circumstances and really standing in our own personal power. If it is to be, it is up to me. For me, my relationship with responsibility has utterly shifted. And it's now for me, the equation is no longer responsibility is hard, is heavy, is difficult. For me, the equation is responsibility is freedom. For me to truly experience freedom in my life of choice, of time, of expression, of connection, of relatedness, all of the freedoms you can possibly name, for me really, responsibility is the key to that. When I am taking full responsibility for all of the things in my life, that's when I truly know and experience freedom. Responsibility is actually one of my highest values now. Now, before I wrap up, I want to share with you how I got to this point. In my last episode at the tail end, I mentioned about a guy called Jim Fortin and his courses that he runs. So currently he's running a be, do, have training series, which is about, I suppose, the way as humans, we tend to do all of the things and want to have all of the things so that we can be a certain way when really the equation needs to be around the other way. We need to prioritize who we are being in order to then take the actions of a person who is being that way and then have the results that we desire. I'm paraphrasing heavily and I'm not doing it justice by any stretch, but I'm currently participating in that free be, do, have training and I really, really encourage you to join me. And coming up soon is a program called the Transformational Coaching Program, which is a paid course that I've now done three times and absolutely love because it is in that course that I got my biggest breakthrough around responsibility equals freedom. There's a whole week where they talk in the course about responsibility and how it impacts our life and the power it can bring us. But that's only one piece out of a very large picture that the Transformational Coaching Program teaches. So I really encourage you to please jump into the free Be Do Have training. Try Jim out. See if you connect with him. See if you resonate with him. If you are interested in any way in doing some of the personal work that I have been doing myself, I think it's a great place to start. And you can get to that by going to my website, which is israelsmith.com forward slash be, do, have. So I-S-R-A-E-L-S-M-I-T-H dot com forward slash be, do, have. And then you can join the free training. And then you can, if it's right for you, join the Transformational Coaching Program when that opens. I'll be doing it again. So I'll be in the mix. And look, I would love to see you in there.
But more than anything, I would just love for you to really sink into what I've been saying and sharing in this podcast about my own experience with responsibility, my own experience with victimhood, and just think about that in respect to your own life. Whereabouts are you still or potentially sometimes being a victim? Where are you giving away your power? Where are you not being all of your amazing self and being responsible for your own life? And how can you change that? What actions can you take? What new choices can you make to operate in a different way? I'm going to leave it there so I don't ramble too much longer, but I really appreciate you being here and I really appreciate you giving me the courtesy and the space of, I suppose, correcting a little minor course correction on my last episode and bringing it back home to my own story and my own vulnerability in an attempt to make it more relatable and more meaningful and more transformational for you. May you have an amazing day. May you be happy. May you be loved. May you live with ease. Until next time, dear listener. I love you and I'm grateful for you and I will see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Illuminating Lives podcast. It's been a pleasure having you with me and I'm really grateful for your time and attention. If you resonated with this episode, please leave me a great five-star review in your favorite podcast app and please share these podcast episodes with your friends and family with your loved ones, with your significant other, with anyone who you think might benefit from the things that I have to say and share. Make sure you subscribe so that every time I record a new episode, it pops up in your feed. If you're interested in working with me directly or you want to continue this conversation, please hit me up on social media. Most places I'm at Israel P. Smith, uh, or you can visit my website directly, which is israelsmith.com, and there you can learn about my coaching and other services Thanks again for joining me on the Illuminating Lives podcast and I hope you have a great day.